Alrighty, guys. Welcome to session three of the Daring Adventures podcast. Make sure that your houses are arcane locked, bags of holding are packed, because we are going on a daring adventure. You guys had come across something unusual on your ship. Uh, several members of the crew, along with one of the officers, all share a tattoo that have a correlation to the flyer you found in a tavern several towns away. This tattoo is of a serpent with wings on it, and it is in the same spot on all the crew members, and it is a perfect replication of the seal on the flyer. You had all just finished eating supper for the evening and decide to retire to your room, except for poor Nettle, who unfortunately did not get a chance to eat, but I'm assuming she's taking her bowl with her to the room. Yes, I am. Very well. We will pick up right where we left off then. All right. So Dusk obviously is ahead of everyone and is on his way to the room. Uh, do I appear to be able to get to my room unaccosted? Oh, very much so. Uh, okay. There's maybe like a skeleton crew running above the ship, but they're not paying any heed or mind to you. So I get back to the room and wait for the rest of them to arrive. I arrive after dusk. Dusk, you arrive to the room first, and then shortly behind you is uh, Kalani and Nettle. All right, so... I know I couldn't say a whole lot mentally. I'm, I'm, as we know, I'm not very good at that. I just send pictures, but something unusual is going on on the ship. Uh, as you all know, I've been meeting with Yarbu, uh, who, who who seems to like me, take, taking a shine into me, and we've been doing a lot of work. But Yarbu. And many of the crew appear to have some sort of tattoo on their forearm. Uh, some sort of snake bird <laughs> with a circle around it. Uh, and, I, and I say, and which wouldn't be a problem. I mean, I'm, I have no, no judgment of, of uh, personal choices like tattoos. I think they're wonderful. I've just never imbibed myself. But I, the fact is, is that this flyer, and I pull out the flyer, I was like, it's the exact same symbol on this flyer that we got many months ago. Uh, it that also is the same symbol that appeared on the card that you were given to go shopping with. And the card that we were given to go shopping with. Every This symbol seems to be tied Have in any of you seen the man with the card you speak of? Where, where is this man? Uh, honestly. I haven't seen him on the show. Yeah, not once. I, I don't. I guess. Did you get his name? Did do you know him? No. In, in retrospect, I mean, sure. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. 
strange man comes up, hands you a card, and you just say okay and never ask any questions. But we were younger back then, those that month and a half ago when we were on the on on the shore. But uh, but no, we we just uh, assumed he was a part of the crew, maybe even you know a captain or something, and just we kind of took it for what it was worth and and just went shopping with the card. Well, and Jerry would have had to have accepted the card. Payment? Is yeah. that what it was? I mean, Jerry. Jerry yeah. seemed to recognize the card and knew knew everything about it. Let me see if I can try to remember what the guy looked like, and I'll, I'll telepathy it to. Yeah, if you want to make a history check. Oh dear. Yeah. No, that's a four. You suddenly remember the man was on fire. <laughs> maybe, maybe you could do better, Dusk. Do you remember what he looked like? Let's see. Do I remember what he looked like? I would a four. Would a four remember uh, a lot about his appearance? Oh, that's, what I, that's what I rolled. I think we're no. both Pepperidge Farm remember. Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, between the two of you, um, you guys kind of have a different idea as to what this man looked like. It shares very similar traits between them, but it's hard to tell whether that's something you both recall or if that's just something that you stole from one another in the attempt to share this image with Kalani. Mine has an arm that looks just like mine that's just like huge and I'm like I remember he had the the big arm it was an unusual feat for for a person. But you guys uh, in in your brief moment of meeting him uh, you can't recall what he, he looked like but you do know that you have at some point in time, heard his voice um, as he would come into the makeshift barracks and he would help sort people by placing the ruby on the back of your neck. Oh, so you mean before we before we got on the boat? Yeah. Okay. I I check. Uh, can I can I do a quick look at my arm? I know this sounds silly, but I just want to look at my arm to just see if there's a tattoo on my arm. No, there is not a tattoo on your arm. Um, but as you look down at your arm for the tattoo, uh, you get that weird tingling sensation of when they first place the ruby on the back of your neck. I, I kind of turn away from them, um, almost showing my exposed neck, just kind of like this neck. I don't know what the deal is with my neck, but it's just been having some kind of a weird sensation, like being socked in the socked in the arm, like just kind of deadens it a little bit. You... I look at it. Uh, you don't see anything apart from just a very faint red circle. Like uh, when you rub the back of your neck, how it picks up that redness. Mm-hmm. Uh, except this is not as if he had rubbed it. This is like a circle that has kind of begun to appear and become red with coloration. Probably nothing, just a little ringworm, but Anyways, maybe spend too much time in the sun. I it's also a possibility. I've never been never been one to catch rays, as they say, <laughs> the hip kids say these days. Uh, I, I will say the the reason I, I have concern, though, about this symbol is that. And I, I almost have regret misgivings about doing this at the time, but I I sat down and as as cautiously and careful as I could, I I, I pulled out the flyer under the table and asked Yarbu, I pointed to the symbol and said, what is this symbol? And he 
he looked terrified. Like he, he looked concerned for my well-being and, and, and told me to put it away immediately. And so I, I, I shoved it back in my pocket. But I think that there might be some danger in even just knowing that, that, that this symbol is on these people. Well, maybe they're just like a fan or something. And it's like a, like a like maybe this is a a bard symbol or something, and they just like love a that bard club. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we too There's love. There's no reason to necessarily be suspicious. Yes, yet, we too but... love the Black Serpent Feather Band of uh, of Waterdeep. <laughs> and and well, we were serving uh, the meal tonight. I saw several other crew member with the same symbol on their arms. I, I didn't see any other like officers or anything, but several crew members. I um DM I know I'm sure I, I would know where Volo stays, right? Yeah. Yeah, his cabin is just a couple doors down. Okay. Um so I look at those two and I say, I I'm not one to be a tattletale, but I think it might be worth because I remember when I showed this flyer to Volo, he, he had some concern about the the emblem before throwing it into the wind and I, I think I think maybe he might have he more information on this than we might. Which is nothing, yeah. so I'm sure it will be more than what we have. Well, you do have to go get a, your picture from him. Oh, yes, I, I had a, have to get my nudes back. So I'll uh, <laughs> I, I put, get the flyer put in my pocket, and I uh, head out the door to go over towards Volos. Uh, uh, DM question yes. kind of thing. How much time does Andy Dusk have until he has to do his work? Because he was supposed to be somewhere for a shift, or, or we may, maybe we all are. But yeah. So Dusk would specifically recall, um, Yarbu said that he would come get him when it's time. Okay. What, what, is, what does your work detail include? Uh, Dusk has been helping him with the riggings as of late. And... Also, I mean, I don't. We we were in the we just like lunch had just started for us, and then we've only been up here for a couple minutes. So I don't suspect we have too much of an issue if we're if we're fast about getting the information we need. Well, it, not so much that, but if Yarbo is the one that seemed off put that you showed him a picture of this symbol, maybe one of us should hang out on deck while you're working with him, just to be on oh, the Oh, uh, certainly. I mean, whatever you feel is, is prudent, I'd, I'd certainly subscribe to that. I, I, I can hold my own, but certainly I, I, I suppose safety in numbers. Well, uh, safety in numbers, especially if there's several crew members with the same... Yes, I, it feels like they also practice safety in numbers <laughs> on their end, so I <laughs> guess that's fair. might be wise for us to do this. Yes. We should probably stick together. Yes. What, what time do you have to do that? Because I'm supposed to go to Volo's room later on tonight and to copy of the book. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know, unfortunately. We are kind of summoned as uh, as the need is is, is brought. So so we're okay. Yarbo, I, I don't suspect it'll be much more than an hour or so before he'll be ready to get me, though. And I think okay. Ransom is supposed to summon me for more inventory at some point. But like you said, when they need us, they'll send for us. Okay. Well, I'm free tonight as far as I know, so I can... I can hang out on deck with Dusk. Yeah, having just been served, 
uh, or having just served ideally what is supper. Uh, oh, supper, not lunch? Yeah, supper, not lunch. Uh, you guys, uh, your, your tasks seem to have been finished for the evening, Nettle. Um, and even okay. Amberith has kind of decided to let you have the rest of the evening to yourself. All right, shall we go then off to uh, see if he's in his uh, quarters at this time? So with that, thus, you leave the room and you take the few steps it takes to get to Vola's door and you knock on it. Uh, and you hear the clinking of some glasses uh, and Volo comes to the door and he opens up and he's, oh, uh, dusk. Volo, you know I don't seek guidance from you terribly often, and, and honestly, I'm also here for the for the pictures we discussed the other day uh, about the uh, <clears throat> less flattering ones uh, for science purposes. Um, could we step into your room for a moment and talk? No, uh, yes, most certainly. And Bobo takes a step back into the side to let you into his room. Okay. Are, are those two following me, or are they just kind of stand back? Yes. I, uh, sorry, I am following you. Uh, I'll follow. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so all three of you step into the room. Okay. Uh, I quickly close the door behind us, and I say, Volo, I, I have to come clean with you here. I'm, I'm not really here for the news. You see have... a look of relief come over him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that I introduced this canon that he has nudes of me. Uh, so, Volo, when we got on the ship the first day, do you remember that day when we got on there? Oh, and yeah. You asked. A, wonder, a wonderful day. Uh, and yeah. he takes a couple steps over to his tray where he had been eating food. Um, and if you all would like to make a perception check, you may. Ooh, money. 19. Ooh. Ooh. Seven, uh, 16. How about a 20? Girl! Ooh. Check that out. Uh, all of you quickly realize that Volo is not eating uh, what was served at supper. Ship food. He seems, yeah, he seems to of have course. had his own collection of um, a chest that is laid open. Uh, he's got this immaculate meal of, like, fresh lobster. Uh, he's got his own Me little too, wine decanter. Of course, our biggest our biggest role will be to find out what kind of food Volo's eating. Damn it! <laughs> He's got a nice little smorgasbord of cheese there, uh, and he walks over and he grabs his wine glass. Uh, he grabs uh, his decanter of wine and a goblet, and he pours wine into it. Uh, would you all like a drink? Uh, uh I'll decline. You know what? I, I actually have work uh, in a little bit, so I I feel I. Rather not break a mask. Very kind, but no thank you. Oh, well, wonderful. Uh, he pours the goblet back into the decanter, sets the goblet down, and starts <laughs> to drink directly from the decanter. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, uh, well good for enthusiasm. you. Um, <laughs> listen, this is a kind of a, a, mess, a very important matter, uh, so I hope we can have your undivided attention. That first day, you asked how we came to learn of what we knew of Cholt, uh, and I showed you a flyer, one that you 
kind of haphazardly threw off in the wind, but I was able to regain, and I actually produce it, and I hold it back because I'm not going to let him take it again after he almost threw it away the first time. <laughs> yeah, uh, Volo kind of like leans over a little bit to get a better look at it, at it and goes, yes, I, I recall. You gestured to something, a seal on this, and I point to the seal, and you said, well, that can't be right, and then you threw it off. I need to know what this seal is. Well, uh, it's 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 a little bit it's not correct, um, but it's very similar to. And he goes over to his chest and he starts to rifle through uh, several different books, uh, and he pulls one out. He kind of flips through it a little bit and goes, "It's not an exact copy," um, but and he turns the book to face you. But it's an emblem that I've seen associated with a. a, a Black network group called the Zintarum. Oh. Said Zintarum? Zintarum, yes. And what do you know about them? Well, I mean, they're a black network group uh, primarily dealing with uh, black market items, uh, the illegal trades of certain things. Um, but there's been rumors floating around. Specifically to the group itself, that there's a sect of them that deals with like assassinations and murders, um, but some of that stuff is easily hogwash. I could say the same thing for the harbors and the rumors that float around with them. Uh, but from my knowledge and what I gather is they're kind of like a, an international thieves guild. And my first foray into Chult um, happened to come across someone associated to them uh, in the acquiring, and he kind of, like, mumbles a little bit under his breath certain items. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but from my knowledge, uh, they've kind of established a presence in Chult itself. Oh? Would you say that these are people that are to uh, be given a wide berth? Uh, perhaps? Well, I mean... Uh, much like anybody that has such a reputation, obviously I would not become entangled with them. Uh, and uh, w would there be a good way to identify someone who associates with that uh, the Zentarum, you said? Yes. Uh, they share the same manner of iconology, uh, shared symbols, certain handshakes, things like that. I mean, very secret society. And Tattoos, perhaps? Uh, that could be one way to identify them. And you said not to... You said be careful to entangle yourself with them. Let's say, asking for a friend, theoretically, that entangling with them became impossible to avoid. Or, let's say, you were on a boat. Just hundreds and hundreds of miles away from shore and the only way to escape them would be jumping off the boat to your death. Really hypothetical. Only hypothetical, but just future future reference, maybe on a trip back. Uh, Volo kind of laughs heartedly at the notion of it and goes, well, uh, I honestly wouldn't be overly concerned. I mean, much like anybody else, obviously people have to work and so just because they share this connection it really honestly i wouldn't be overly concerned um i mean 
the only real thing I would be afraid of is if they're smuggling something illegal aboard the boat and we get stopped at customs. So, let's say, again, theoretically, that was, let's say, let's say that instead of a bunch of upstanding, wonderful citizens, let's say there were some folks on here that were smuggling goods. Well, I mean, what, what would you say are the odds that, that there would be an issue with customs? No, I guess Hypothetically. That I guess that would... De- will, we, will we even go through customs before we have to dump our most of the things on the boat for uh, the dragon turtle? Uh, I thought we only had to do a few coins or like a, a small magic item for the dragon turtle. Yeah, not everything. Not everything. Well, I mean, customs is something that you would initially run into once you make port. Um, so, as far as the dragon turtle is concerned, I wouldn't be—I wouldn't be necessarily worried about the order of events. But it really just depends on the preparation. Um, if if what you say or suspect is to be true, then I would but be less hypothetically. Believe. Yeah, I, w- I would be led to believe that in this hypothetical, and Volo kind of like winks obviously to you, in this hypothetical, uh, then I imagine the Zentarum, if they're smuggling something across, have already made payments to customs to let them through. So, in this extremely hypothetical situation that will never come to fruition, if it was to be assumed that just so many, so many members of the crew were members of this theoretical guild, then we should not have any worry or concern for our own safety. Uh, I would be led to believe no. I mean, they wouldn't, my benefactors wouldn't have let me aboard a boat if the Zentar were involved. Uh, well, but it, it kind of depends. <laughs> if, if they're smuggling items, then I wouldn't be too overly concerned about it. Um, I guess really the only biggest fear is if we were to be attacked by pirates more than anything. Um, one more question. The, you said this, the, this symbol on this uh, flyer is different than their normal symbol. Um, how different is it? Uh, not a lot. Um, it, it's missing some background imaging um uh, it's missing some like background flares so to speak uh but the general but the core image is the same yeah the general image is the same kind of a lo-fi recreation yeah uh i would not that i have any experience with it and bola takes another swig of his uh decanter and he goes not that i have any experience with it but this looks to be as if somebody is trying to pass themselves off as Zentarum, or even possibly the Zentarum trying to send a coded message. Oh. Oh. Volo, listen. I have a confession to make. All of the questions I was asking before, they weren't hypothetical. I'm so sorry. I deceived you. Volo laughs and he's you didn't deceive me. I saw through your ruse. Uh, he takes another swig of decanter and he goes, are you sure you don't want to drink a wine to calm the nerves? 
All right, I'll take a quick swig. He hands you the decanter and you take a quick swig of it. Yeah, so I just I, I just needed someone else to know about this. We're we're new. We're I consider myself a admittedly can have been called naive before and I, I don't take issue to that. Uh and uh just wanted to make sure that you were aware that well a a, a very large sum of members of this boat appear to be in line with that group. Oh. Well, happenstance upon us then. I, like I said, I don't believe my benefactors would have allowed me passage on such a ship if they were concerned about it. Sure, I'm sure that, that they, your benefactors certainly would have known everything about this black, dark group that nobody knows anything about that prides itself in secrecy. I'm sure it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Definitely, totally fine. But I mean, aside from the questioning here, is there anything else I can assist you with? Yeah, I do. I do have one last bit of uh, very unfortunate news. If you'll grant me audience, so I'm you already here. You remember when I said that I wasn't here for the nudes? Volo's face drops. You knew this was coming. I need, <laughs> I need it. I need it back. I can't. I Volo, you're a trustworthy and a good man, but I, I, what, I cannot allow this into the wrong hands. I, what, but they'll never be published. I promise. You have to understand. Research. This is after what you've told us about this Santharum. I can't imagine the how. I, I have a feeling they're here for the nudes, and I can't imagine them selling this on the black market. But that's... They would never leave my notebook. And Volo is uh, begrudgingly... He sets down the wine decanter and begrudgingly goes back to his chest and is rifling through. It's just... I promise you... Can, you can keep the one range. with me in the loincloth. The one in the loincloth, you can have that. Just the one without the loincloth, that was a, that was a, a bad day for everyone. And what I, about the one with the seagulls? I'll let him keep the one with the seagulls. They were skewering some of the bits, so I'll I'll allow it. Bolo pulls out a notebook and he is rifling through it, and you hear the tearing of pages. And um, even though it happens all at once, you know, just the of the pages, you kind of hear Bolo whimper a little bit <laughs> as he hands them over and removes them from his book. No, 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 I. Bolo, I told you I just wanted the one. Isn't there just one? Do you have multiple ones of me nude? Oh. When did, oh. When did you draw? Oh. I look at when I look him over. I'm like, oh. when did you draw this? Some of them are, uh, the vast majority of them are you sleeping. I told you he came in. Uh. And then I, I couldn't get him to leave. I, I'm so sorry. Bolo Thamp, I, listen, I, I know we had questions about the Zentharum. <laughs> I I now feel like Zentarum is the least of our concern, and I take the pictures and I walk out the door. Uh, um, I'm I'm gonna go check on him. Uh, bye. Volo's kind of sitting there dejectedly on the edge of his bed, uh, overlooking his chest. And looks up at you, Nettle, and he goes, "Do you have any requests?" I would just like to read that book you made. He wrote, I, I find it fascinating. 
uh, he perks up. Oh, yes, yes, my book, my book, perfectly. And he uh, rifles through his chest one more time, uh, much quicker. And he pulls out a book, and he sets it in front of you, and he goes, now, this is, this is the original author's copy. So please be careful with it. Well, do you care if I take some notes in my own book for, from it? Uh, Volo kind of puts his hands on top of the book, and he goes, for your own notes? Yeah. I find I this fascinating. I won't see these replicated. No, no, no. It's for my own personal use. You're not writing another book? No, no. I promise. You can even watch me do it if you like. I just want to take notes. Metals mod to gonsters. That okay? slowly uh, lifts his hands off of the book, and he goes, okay, because I have very good, very good uh, uh, counsels, and well, they're well-versed in, in the rule of scribing royalties. Do, well, could you make a copy of it, and I can, I can buy a copy off from you? Well, I... Vola thinks about it for a second, and he goes, I'll do you one better metal. Uh, and he uh, quickly takes out a piece of parchment and he writes some things on it and then you see him sign it and he tears that out of the out of the spare page out of a notebook and he hands it to you and he goes, this will get you one free copy of my book when we arrive in Port Anzaro. Oh, that would be awesome. But I'd still like to read your book in the meantime. Oh, well, most certainly. Um, but because you're getting a free copy... I will not let you take notes of this. No, no, that's fine. I, I won't take notes of this, but I will still like to look at it. Uh, and he slides the book over to you. Okay, I stay in the room. Is the door still open? Yeah. Okay. And in view of the door, so I can like listen to see when Andy is being or when Deska is being summoned. Yep. I sit there and, and look at the book and oh, what's this one? What, oh, is this creature in Cholt? Uh, no, 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 no. If you're if you're looking for creatures specific to Cholt, and uh, he kind of I, I laid it out in uh, alphabetical according to creatures, subspecies, and things like that. And he begins to go on this huge diatribe about how he laid the book out, and, um, the different creatures and the representations, and like where to find them and their most prevalent do uh, most prevalent biomes that they live in, uh, and like I said, he goes on this huge diatribe for it. And then to pass back to Kalani and Dust. Are you guys headed back to the room? Yes, I, I, I suspect just because we're waiting to be, I'm waiting to be summoned for work. I just want to make sure I'm in the right place when, when he comes. Yeah, so as you both, Same. yeah, as you both uh, walk out into the hallway and you begin to take a couple steps, uh, you begin to open the door and Kalani, you hear. You hear ransom, Kalani. Kalani, we have to go take stock of inventory, and then uh, I've already arranged a meeting with Captain Frederick. Well, all right, here I come. I'm on my way, ransom. And you and ransom. I'll see you later, Dust. Be good, be safe, and be well. You and ransom head uh, down the short hallway, turn the corner, and proceed down into the 
hull of the ship. You go down one more layer into the quote-unquote inventory room, uh, and you guys begin to perform your inventory count. If you would like to make me a intelligence check, uh, you may. Uh, seven. Uh, inventory goes without any problem. Um, you finish counting, marking things in the ledger. Uh, you come across the same page with the same items, uh, that you had found previously and pointed out to Ransom. It's still there. Uh, Ransom has even circled and underlined some of the things. Uh, the list has grown exponentially from when you last saw it. Uh, he is specifically marked three bags of holding, a ring of protect, um, several rations, like the exact amount of rations that you guys have um, missing from the final count. He's also marked the camping gear, the belt of <clears throat> giant strength, My cloak. Uh, the cloak of protection, the staff of the Magi is listed on it, and it is also underlined it's missing. Um, and we, had, we had all the fancy banjo, the yeah. the different herbs, <laughs> and even though we paid him separately for the staff. Mm-hmm. Yep, Ooh. that is also marked missing. Jerry, um, you done me dirty. The herbs themselves, uh, that was 150 crates worth of herbs. I should have specified that to you. 150 um, worth, so the uh, 150 each, or 150 total of the pine, spruce, and sweet pea. It, it is 150 crates of all three. So all of them Missing added. or that, that there were? So 50 each? Yeah, uh, 50 crates each um, okay. of the prine, spru of the prine, prine spruce, spruce and sweet pea. Um, so if you want to take a certain amount out of those crates, you can, and that will be the amount missing from those crates. Uh, well, how many... I, I would know... How much of each I would need to make a dose of this healing salve, correct? Yeah, you would need one sprig of each. Okay, how many sprigs in a case, in a crate? Uh, I will say 100 just to keep math really simple. So we, so have, five, five, we have 500 sprigs of each. Yeah. They have to be so confused why there is so much freaking spruce and sweet tea or uh, sweet pea and everything on the freaking boat. They're like, there is like 150 bushels of freaking plants on this thing. Okay, well, realistically though, there wasn't enough time from shop to ship you where have... we had time to divvy up stuff. Because I, yes. I, I, I made sure that we had... I was just throwing rations in there enough. I eyeballed it how many rations us three would need in our bags of holding and then our gear. Then I had my mistletoe in my separate pouch. So I imagine I probably only grabbed maybe a couple handfuls of each. Uh, in that case, I will say you have 10 sprigs of the pine, spruce, and sweet pea. Okay. As well as the five sprigs of mistletoe. Okay. Uh, it is important to know that the mistletoe is not marked on the ledger. Okay. And then I, we did confirm that I can use Druidcraft to grow more of these sprigs. 
but there's like a percentage chance that it doesn't work, correct? Yeah. Okay. So you say 10 of each. Okay. And these, I, I didn't take these. These were given to me when the divvying up happened, or did we all kind of decide together? Remind me there. Of? Like... In the in each bag because each yeah. has a bag of holes. I think we just kind of put the supply food supplies and stuff in each other's bags. Right, because I I, okay. I got I tried to get enough camping gear for the for two because at the time when I got it I wasn't you know Kalani wasn't in our group, but okay. but so there's enough camping gear for two, but the, for food rations there's enough for three, and I was separating the food. In three bags, the camping gear into two bags, and then in my bag I'll have the pine spruce and sweet pea in my bag of holding, and then my the five sprays of mistletoe in a separate pouch. Okay. Yeah. Um, but in the ledger, uh, Ransom has gone through, and everything that you guys have has been marked as missing, uh, as well as, obviously, he's highlighted how everything has been accounted for, but it's all been pre-checked as a loss and all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, taking inventory uh, goes by relatively smoothly. Um, as you go through and you count stuff, your your counts versus like what Ransom has counted, as you guys compare back and forth, uh, discrepancies have grown larger, but that could be from, again, the spoiling of food and things like that. Okay. Dust. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Dust. Hi. Ten minutes has passed since Kalana has gone below deck with Ransom. I have hidden, I'm going to just let you know, I have hidden the majority of my pictures under my bed <laughs> in my, like, between my mattress and stuff like that. And I did put one, uh, one in my pocket with the flyer. Okay. Uh, yeah, so ten minutes has passed since Kalana went below deck with Ransom. And you hear a knock at the door. I gosh, I go over to it and I, is there a peephole? Can I look through? There is no peephole. Okay. Uh, who is it? It is Yarbu. Yarbu, you old son of a bitch. Time to get to work. And I open the door. Uh, wholeheartedly. You open the door. And there is Yarbu and two other gentlemen. Oh, uh, well, am I, hey. Am I, I hearing these this? Guys? Uh, you would have heard Yarbu knock at the door and um, him obviously say that it is Yarbu. Um, but Volo's doorway to your doorway, you do not have line of sight. But I can hear it. Yes. Okay. Well, I, I'm... I don't know why you felt you needed to get three of you to get me, but uh, I'm ready for ready for work. Let's go. Very well. Uh, these these are the men that will be helping with the rigging today. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? These are the men that will be helping you with the rigging today. Ah. Well, I'm excited to get started with this group. Wonderful group of seamen. Uh, let's get to work. Uh, and you all begin to make your way above deck. Do I, when I recognize these guys, like, do I, do they normally do the same work as me? Uh, you've seen them up in the rigging helping out, but they've kind okay. of worked opposite shifts of you. Uh, so you haven't directly interacted with them. Uh, so I'm going to introduce myself because I'm, I'm just going to be the obnoxious guy who introduces himself. 
It's a pleasure to meet you. I don't think we've worked together before. My name's Dusk. Oh, wonderful. My name is uh, Mark Marcus. And uh, <laughs> this gentleman over here, uh, he's got his arms crossed. That, that is, uh, well, it's Thaddeus. Marcus and Thaddeus, huh? Well. As they're walking away, I'm going to tell Volo uh, that I uh, I forgot I had to take care of something. And then if I, possible, I'd like to come back and talk to him some more. Oh, yeah. Volo uh, nods his head. He's pretty deep into that decanter now. He, okay. Uh, he, oh, yeah, yeah. The door's open. Feel free to come back. Okay. I, I gently put his uh, book back where I was at so it doesn't get hurt. And then I'm going to quickly, quietly as much as I can follow Dusk and his new friends. Yeah. You know, uh, I knew with Thaddeus before. It's, uh, I know, it's, uh, he was not a fan of, he, he was a little more talkative than you, but he also, uh, well, he murdered my best friend. But anyways, uh, that's neither here nor there. It's a pleasure to meet you both. Thaddeus looks to Marcus when you mention murder. Uh, and he kind of squints his eyes a little bit. And Marcus, oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. Uh, that's really oh, it's unfortunate. Just a, it's just, uh, it's unfortunate that, that it had to be associated with that name. I just, I, I, I have a little filter sometimes when it comes to the things that come to my mind, and I, it didn't even occur to me that it might be rude to mention that. No, <laughs> well, we've heard plenty of things being out here on sea and being in such close proximity to Yarbo. Obviously, he's not much talker. Thaddeus is even worse about it, and he slaps Thaddeus on the back. But I was really glad to have you aboard here. Uh, your name was? Dusk. Dusk, perfect. Dusk, dusk. Like the time of day. Uh, wonderful. Um, Nettle, are you moving yes. stealthily? No, I'm not creeping along, but I'm not making loud noises either. You're just kind of hanging back from them? Yeah, hanging back, keeping a distance, but walking in the same direction as they are to oh. make sure my friend is okay. Okay, so yeah. Uh, all uh, all of you, all five of you make your way above the ship, or above to the main deck, and uh, as soon as you get up there, Yarbu motions to Thaddeus to head up into the rigging, and he looks at Marcus and points between you two, and he goes, the, uh, 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 the evening, evening person, and you, Marcos, uh, you two will run the lines. Did you catch that, Marcus? Uh, Marcus looks. Yeah, uh, is uh, a little bit hard to understand, but he wants us to run the rigging lines for Thaddeus once oh. he gets up there. Sure, let's let's uh, let's go along. Of course, we've done this a million times. Marcus looks at you a little bit and he goes, oh, well, okay then. And uh, he hands you the length of rope, and once Thaddeus gets up into position, uh, I need you to make a strength check. Okay. Please do well. Oh, natural 20. Uh, so that's a 25. Yeah. Uh, I will assume I'm wearing this belt, right? Because, like, I've been assuming that I'm wearing yes, a belt. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, so you have this length of rope in your hand and you coil it around and you look up to Thaddeus and you gauge the distance and it is a perfect throw all the way up. Uh, Thaddeus grabs hold of it and he starts to run the rigging line through where it needs to go and Marcus looks at me and wow, 
You have done this a million times before. I'm a gifted, a gifted man. Also, that was a very lucky throw. <laughs> uh, Marcus takes uh, takes the extra length of rope and he uh, he coils it around one arm once and he kind of takes a position just behind you and he goes, "All right." So as you know, on the count of three, we're going to pull this taut, and then we're going to wait for Thaddeus to tie it off up at the top, and then we're going to tie it off down here and move on down the line. All right, let's have at it. On the count of three. One, two, three. And I need you to make another strength check for me. That's a 19. Perfect. Uh, the line goes perfectly taut. Uh Marcus, you feel the tension on the backside of the line as he ties it down one more time. And you see Thaddeus up at the top begin to run his rigging line, and he ties it down taut as well. Uh, Marcus walks around to the front of you, and he gives it a quick little thwop across the rope, and you hear the faint vibration of it. Uh, it lets out, like, that rubber band noise that, like, wah. Uh, lets out one of those noises, and he goes, couldn't have done it better myself. And you guys move on down to the line. Uh, I would like you to make a perception check. <laughs> less less promising than those strength rolls, but uh, my perception check after those wonderful strength rolls was a five. You see Thaddeus. Birds. Yeah, you see Thaddeus up at the top. Uh, he plucks the rope, and again, it lets out a faint little noise. Uh, you're almost too far away to perceive it. Um, and he takes the extra length of rope, and you see him tied around himself, and then he moves over to the next line. And again, Marcus coils rope and hands you the extra length to throw up to Thaddeus. Well, nothing. Fortunately, I didn't notice anything wrong, so I'll continue. I'll just assume that I'm just telling Marcus about, like, the past times that I've tied rope and how great tying rope is. <laughs> yeah, you, you regale the times of which you've tied rope and the several different ways that you've tied rope. You throw the extra length up to Thaddeus and, again, another perfect throw as he captures onto it. And he, same thing as last time, you guys pull it taut down the line, tie it off, they double-check it. Um, Marcus ties the extra length around himself, so now he's got two extra lengths of rope around him, and he makes his way down to the third line. Is there anything unusual about what we're doing right now? Like, anything unusual? Uh, if you'd like to give me a history check, you may. Okay. Uh, it's a five, so everything seems good. Yeah, everything seems to be going just like normal. Uh, again... Third rope comes around, toss it up to Thaddeus, pulls it up. You guys pull it tight. Uh, if you'd like to make another perception check, you may. Sure. And just so the, everyone else knows, the reason I think this is seems a little odd is because, as opposed to the months of times that we've done this before, this is the first time we're acting it out, which makes me nervous about the results. Okay, perception. Yep. Oh, much better. That is a 19. Uh... As you throw this length of rope, uh, you see that it's frayed about halfway up. Uh, hold, hold on, hold on now. Uh, I, I tell Marcus and I yell up to Thaddeus to say, hold on. Yeah, Thaddeus has got it halfway pulled up and Marcus, what's, 
wrong. This this rope is no good. And I and I gesture to the frayed portion of the rope. I say, This this will hold. This'll this'll snap. Thaddeus looks at it real quick and well, I don't he, he motions for uh I'm sorry, Marcus looks up real quick. Uh and he uh, uh he motions for Thaddeus to come back down with the length of rope. Uh and Thaddeus just drops it down and you guys pull it back up and you take a look at it. And come to the spot where it's frayed and you flip it over a couple of times and uh Marcus pulls it out to you and he goes, well, it's not cut halfway through, so I wouldn't be overly concerned about it. We just needed to hold the rigging for tonight. Do you remember what we were told the first day we started here? You see, Do you remember Yarbu, what Yarbu always says? You see Marcus kind of, oh, shit. Yeah. This. Do good job with rope. Rope is important. Those words have always stuck with me as a prophetic and, and wise saying. Rope is important. Yeah. And do good things with rope. But it's not... Look, like I said, we just needed to hold for a few hours. If it's really something important, then we can come back and rerun this line. Listen, I'm on the job with you gentlemen. I've been doing this for quite some time, and as you can see, I'm pretty good at it. I will not be responsible for anything on this boat falling apart. If you want to do shoddy work, you can do that on your own time, but but Dusk's work is always top-notch. So we got to get a new rope. All right. Marcus pulls the line back, and he coils it around, and uh, Thaddeus is left up in the rigging, so Marcus goes to find new rope. And with that, we are going to Pass on back to Kalani. Thank God. <laughs> no more me ribbing rope, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> a rope-based adventure. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, All right. So, Kalani, you yeah. and Ransom have just finished up taking inventory, and you've compared notes back and forth, and you've seen that these discrepancies have grown larger across your own accountings. And uh, Beyond just the stuff that we have. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um. But, again, Ransom kind of seems to chalk that up to, you know, obviously food spoils aboard a ship. There's not much you can do about that. Uh, mm -hmm. But the part that is kind of disconcerting to Ransom as he points it out to you, he goes, I just, I don't understand. And he taps to the ledger on where uh, some of the items that you guys have in your possession. He goes, I just don't understand why this is marked, but we haven't received it. And obviously it's been marked as a loss, but... This is just a copy, so it was marked beforehand as a loss. And then, as he flips through the ledger a little bit more, he goes, well, I noticed that we're also missing several several different crates of, you know, various items, several different crates of apples. Uh, we have an entire barrel of mead that has gone missing. And he flips through it a little bit more and a little bit forward and a little bit backwards. And he goes, and I, I also noticed that it says that we have a foxglove on our boat, but I haven't seen that. I don't... Just any flips during elderberries, and... I, you did a really good job, Kalani, about pointing out, but I didn't expect to find so many discrepancies in the ledger. Uh, note, uh, player note, uh, 
Lanai is honest sometimes to a fault. Like she's she's at heart a super nice person. So uh, this is probably gonna <laughs> suck, but. I, as Kalani, uh, look at the ledger and look at Ransom and go, well, I know where some of these things are. Oh, you do? Uh, I do. Uh, my, my friends Dusk and Metal and I have some of these things. We chose these things. They, they came to the, the, the general goods store where I lived and worked, and they helped me walk away from that and got on this boat, but they came with uh, instructions and a a card uh, and were told to pick up all these supplies and this is what they were sent back with. All of these things and some of these things are, I mean, I have this bag here back in my room. I didn't bring it with you, me, but you I have one of these bags of holding myself. See a look of relief come over Ransom's face and goes, oh, thank God. Ugh. Okay, so this, this letter here just appears to be a, a conglomeration of, like, what a personal purchase is versus, like, what was actually purchased for the boat. Okay. Well, then, in that case, yes, some of the stuff, yes. he starts to mark some of these items down, um, and he makes a chart. Uh, makes. And I point out, yes, I help him make a chart of what we, what I can remember anyway off the top of my head. My memory isn't very great, but I help him make a chart of what I know that we have and what I've never really even seen. Uh, yeah, so he, so you guys go through and you make that chart, uh, you make that chart and he goes through and he starts like checking things off as like, okay, so yeah, this is here, but this is a personal purchase and this was made for this purchase. And he goes through and he does that, and then he tears that portion off and he goes, okay, here you go, hold on to that. Uh, He pulls out the page of the ledger that has everything um, marked off, and he finds an empty page of the ledger, and he marks down what is actually there versus the chart that you have. And he goes, okay, so all this has been accounted for, so all that is good then. Uh, And he takes that and he goes, all right, so it looks like inventory has been accounted for, and he flips back and goes, but this other stuff, we'll just talk to the captain about this. And you guys begin to make your way up to the captain's quarters with Ransom. And I take that list that he gave me that we worked on and put it in my pouch for safekeeping. All right. Uh, so you guys make your way up to the captain's quarters, and Ransom knocks on the door, and you hear from the other side, YRB coming in. Anxiety overwhelms. Yeah. Uh, Ransom opens the door, and before you sits Captain Frederick. He is definitely a seaworthy man. Uh, he's definitely a seaworthy man. He picture your stereotypical pirate, um, and he looks at you. Dar Ransom, you have something to be saying. Uh, Ransom looks at him and he goes, well, it's obviously with the addition of Kalana, inventory has been kept pretty good. Uh, but there are some discrepancies we wanted to bring to your attention here, Captain. And Captain looks down at you and goes, I missy, what be these discrepancies? And Ransom hands over the ledger and awaits for you to begin to explain. 
Uh, well, Captain, uh, it's a pleasure to uh, see you again, so up close and personal. Uh, I have here this ledger, and uh, it would seem that some certain items uh, have gone unaccounted for uh, without explanation. I'm, I'm sorry to say, Captain, I really I can't offer an explanation for this. And, uh, I, uh, I haven't seen these things. So, I, uh, I do apologize, sir. And she starts to, start to fumble a little bit. Uh, not, <laughs> not the best under pressure uh, with authority. Yeah. So, the captain's flipping through the ledger, and he is making, like, he's double-checking everything. Right, so, these, these appear to be just very simple items, ah, but... Ransom, do you have an explanation for some of this? Uh, Ransom looks at you and he looks up at the captain and goes, my explanation is going to be just as good as hers. Uh, one thing that we did find, and he kind of nudges you on the elbow, and he goes, um, some of the items that were marked in the ledger, uh, you want to show him that page, uh, some of these items from the ledger were actually personal purchases. purchases. So we did did find those. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> How silly of me. I dig around in my pocket and pull out the ledger that I carefully folded and present it to the captain. Uh, he takes a look at it and he flips the ledger, or he flips through the ledger and he finds the page, uh, the new page that Ransom had made of it and double checks across them. Oh, are you sure this is not a similar situation? Should we? go about the crew and ask. And he hands back your piece of paper to you. I take it and place it back in my uh, pouch. You see, Captain, these items, uh, my friends and I, Dusk and Metal, perhaps you're familiar with them and have seen them around the ship. They work very hard. And, uh, well, you see... They came to a shop where I was working, and I'm sure you're, you're far too busy for all the finer details, but a man on the dock, so they tell me, gave them a card with this symbol on it and told them to purchase these supplies and also told us the, the man who runs the shop, Jerry. You know Jerry, perhaps? He just looks at you puzzling, uh, quizzically. No? <laughs> Hold on, I start to sweat. Well, uh, Captain, you see, they were, I, I was helping load all these carts, and I think that they were supposed to choose their own supplies, and uh, these were personal purchases, Captain. And they are all accounted for. They're all here with my friends. Well, as long as you and Ransom have made the proper adjustments to the ledger, I'm not too concerned with those, but... It's the other items that are missing. And he flips through and he goes, the cases of rum, uh, ale, the, the foxglove. Those items are to be a bit concerning. I do see the patterns here with the uh, missing libations, Captain. Have you perhaps noticed anyone uh, feeling a little more uh, hospitable, friendly than usual? 
you see the captain uh, ruffle up under his beard. The goddamn wolf hump. Has that bastard been dipping into our own supplies? He specifically came aboard and said he needed none of such. Ransom looks a little bit worried. Now, Captain, I don't know anything about any, anyone dipping anywhere, but I can tell you that a uh, certain researcher does seem to be a bit uh, uh, sauced. Just about any time we, we cross paths, and uh, I can only say I'm so jealous, Captain. But what concerns me, Captain, not only is the, the exorbitantly large amount of missing alcohol, but perhaps also the foxglove. Uh, you see, my friends, uh, they're, they're Lord. Uh, it was such a horrible story. His children killed him using wine laced with foxglove. You haven't... Do you serve your own drinks, Captain? Oh, I serve my own, but the crew pulls from a communal. Is everyone drinking the same alcohol, Captain? I would believe so. There's just a cask down in the alley. Anderath would probably be the man to speak to about that. But, as far as I know, Foxglove is meant to be a, a healing herb. I've heard that as well. Kalani thinks for a minute, but doesn't... Doesn't, doesn't indicate that she doesn't really believe that she's a trusting person. So Perhaps it is a healing herb. Well, if neither one of you two can provide me with a sufficient explanation, then my, I assume we have no choice but to call the group, uh, call the crew together and investigate each one individually to figure out the, the missing items of our, of our hole. My friends and I have nothing to hide. Captain, we'd be happy to help you in any way we possibly can. Well, I'll keep that in mind, Missy, but... As for now, I want you and Ransom to go back below deck and make sure that these counts are accurate. Aye, aye, Captain. And as you guys leave the captain's quarters, uh, you walk out onto the main deck of the ship and you see Dusk there, along with Nettle, just sitting off to the side. Uh, and another gentleman coming up from the hull of the ship carrying a length of rope, and dusk, Marcus approaches you, and he goes, well, I hope you're happy. I've found another length of rope here, and I've already inspected it. No phrase to be had. Sounds good. Well, I, I certainly appreciate you willing to put in a little bit of extra work. I think you'll find it's uh, just having the peace of mind knowing that we've done a good, job, good, good night's work. So uh, let's get to it. He hands you the extra length of rope. You throw it up to Thaddeus. Thaddeus grabs hold and he begins to pull it up through. And uh, Marcus wraps up the extra length of rope behind you and steps back. And all at once, he gives a one, two, three. 
And I need you to make a strength check. Will do, graciously and gladly. Oh, big money, 23. I'm killing all these strength checks. You pull the rope taut. Uh, you feel the tension on the rope uh, from Marcus as well as he begins to tie it off. Thaddeus doing the same up top. And as they both finish tying it off from the bow of the ship, you see a silver orb fly off into the air. Hey guys, if you really enjoy what we're doing here, make sure to follow us on Twitter, at DaringPod. Also, be sure to swing by our website, buzzedandboard.com. Again, that's buzzedandboard, B-O-A-R-D.com. And also be sure to subscribe. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, as well as Apple Podcasts. Keep playing.